This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Monday, July 31st. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how are we doing? I'm alright, how about yourself? I'm doing alright, I'm doing alright. We are surviving a heat wave in Portland that's about to get quite a bit worse this week, actually. Uh, I saw the number 111 on a forecast, and people here are not ready for that. And That's that's yeah. really high. That's real high. They're not ready for it here. And my new apartment, which we've talked about, uh, has west-facing windows, and so it's fine during the day, but in the evening, around now, it starts to get real gnarly. So mm. I need to get a box fan or something. But Oh, yeah. my. Dude, yeah. like, be, seriously, Wednesday and Thursday, be safe. Yeah, it's going to be bad. I'm already, like, talking to my friends. You know, like, you have a basement. Can I come over? Because, yeah, people are freaking out. So that'll be a fun recording when we record on Thursday. You'll have to check on me, see where I'm at and what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> see if you're, like, nothing more than, like, a pool of sweat. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So, uh, at least, well, at least it's going to cool off at night is what it looks like, so it won't be that bad. Right. Yeah. We'll see. It's going to be gnarly. Well, so. There's like a 40, you're going to see like a 40 degree spread on Thursday. It's high high 110, low 70. It's four, That's a massive spread. Yeah. So if you know anybody in Portland in the Northwest, please pray for them. Reach out to them. Make sure that they don't melt because it's going to be interesting this week. Right now it's been nice and hot, but it's going to get stupid. So as for baseball stuff, Matt, did you see anything? Did you see Adrian Beltre's 3000th hit? That was the big one from Sunday. I didn't. I was too busy watching Cubs Brewers this weekend. Oh uh, yeah, Cubs Brewers. Yeah, uh, Adrian Beltre got 3K, and his family ran out on the field and hugged him, which was adorably <laughs> sweet. That sounds real silly, but I've realized like Adrian Beltre has reached like Bartolo Colon levels of popularity, where everybody loves Adrian Beltre. You know, and I guess it's different because it didn't come late like Bartolo's, but mm-hmm. everybody's real happy for him. Uh, it so it kind of cool. you know. He's had a really, you know, he's had an odd career. You know, at first he was mm-hmm. like the, the uber prospect who couldn't miss, and then he spent mm-hmm. the first like four years of his career missing, and then he broke out. And yeah. I think there were like a PED suspension or two mixed in there. Were we talking about Beltre? Yeah. Uh, is that true? I don't remember that off the top of my head. Vaguely, I don't think that's right. The the thing, I mean, I'm people probably say things, but I don't think that that was ever. Was he a Mitchell? I think he was a he was a Mitchell Report guy, wasn't he? Uh, not off the top of my head. I don't know that that's true because he had a huge home run year, like back in the steroid era. So everybody will probably say that, you know. But I don't. I don't know. I'm not willing to put that label, even right, though right. everybody everybody makes all that up anyway. Yeah, in 2004, he hit 48 homers in his contract year for the Dodgers. And and that's what, no, 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 this is what it was. Uh, Rick Riley accused him of steroids, of, of, of using PEDs. And that was it? Just yeah. Rick Riley said so? That's okay. what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm remembering. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, my opinion on most of that stuff is you don't know, you'll never know. So it's totally possible, but not enough to peg him as that. Anyway, the thing I remember is he spent all those middle years in Seattle where he was like good, but not that good. Cause you know, he didn't hit 48 homers again. He had that one huge year. And a lot of that was simply Safeco where like a lot of advanced metrics have turned out to be like, Oh, that, you know, he was actually pretty good that whole time too, even if you know the numbers that you're looking at aren't what you wanted to be. Anyway, Adrian Beltre is awesome. That was cool. I had Ariel Miranda go against the Mets, and he had a quality start. He struck out ten in six innings, though, so I will take that 
didn't get the win. You had Jaime Garcia do okay. He did get the win with his quality start. We had Sean Newcomb do all right. Five innings, one run, four strikeouts. Kind of the minimum of being all right, but good enough. And then, uh, yeah, on the hitter side, Matt, I mostly want to brag about the real good one I had. Rajai Davis had himself a game against the, uh, against the Twins. I liked starting him against a lefty. He's been hot. He had two homers, including a walk-off one. Spoiler, we're going to talk about Rajai Davis some more this episode. I'm sure you but are. Against the lefty, he's figured it out. He's not, like, crazy right now, but he was on the bench in, you know, most leagues on the waiver wire. And especially when he gets in against the lefty and he's running, which is why you want him, like... I love Rashai Davis. So if you need steals, this is a guy that can help you down the stretch I for sure. Don't, I really like that you say a 36-year-old guy has figured it out. <laughs> well, or he's healthy again or something. Okay. I don't know. He's I, good I, to go. I get what you're yeah. saying. But either way, yeah. just, I, it, it <laughs> he's suddenly like clicked, apparently. No, I don't know. Uh, it's good. I'm a big Rajai fan. So, Matt, you got anything before we get to our picks for this week? We got a fantastic John Lackey reaction today. Oh, boy. What was John Lackey reacting to? He, he gave a two-run homer to Domingo Santana, and he he did the thing where he, like, turned around, like, had his, like, ha- hands on his head, and mm-hmm. it, was like, it was, like, in full oh-no pose. As, as the Couldn't ball. believe it. Yeah, just like, yeah, oh, yeah it, was a, it was a pretty good one. Um, Is he one of your favorite players to root against, oh, especially yes. since oh, he's with the Cubs? No, 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 always has been. I, I, remember, I remember when he was a rookie with the Angels, he was a jerk. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I don't, you know... Yeah, I've always kind of enjoyed, you know, seeing him, you know, struggle or see him not not do that great. But either way, also this weekend, um, Melky got traded. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm, Are you gonna miss Melky Cabrera? I actually kind of. I'm gonna miss him a lot more than I thought I would. I feel like White Sox fans came around on him a little bit once they stopped worrying about contending. If Correct. that makes sense. Yeah. Like they signed him during their big push and then he was like decent and not great, a little bit disappointing. And they're like, This guy stinks. And then once they've stopped worrying about competing that much, they're like, Yeah, Milky Cabrera, sure. Does that uh, seem fair? For, for me, it was it was the commercial where he hit a, he, he hit a baseball with a guitar, and that was Urian. That was yeah, it. That, it was I'm like that's okay, that's fine. And not only that, he was wearing like a fantastic cowboy hat and like the full like you know kind of like you know his, Hispanic like kind of cowboy outfit, and it was just yeah, yeah, it was just I'm like okay, I, I'm I'm buying it on this guy now. I, I, I think yeah, the White Sox fan perception of Milky kind of did a turn. Yes. You know? At first, it was this guy stinks. He's not earning his money, and it's like hey, you can stay. But yeah, you're yeah. fun. Yeah, no, yeah. He, we we, we kind of we came around on him. Spe- speaking of all, every single player they added during that all in season in 2014, mm-hmm. gone now. Oh yeah, well, and as a result, spent all that money, turned it into prospects. You know, True. not all of it, but a lot of that. Yeah, good, good to be gone, and hopefully gonna turn into all in in a few years instead of a few years ago. Uh, okay, so. Monday, the 31st. Matt, there are nine games on the slate. I only wrote three pitchers down, and I think the pick is obvious. I think the theme of this show this week might be uh, obvious choices on starters. Okay, um... I don't know that to be 100% accurate, but yeah, we'll what, what, what's your obvious pick? So, I have three names. The one okay. that I'm going to mention, and I don't think either of us will pick, is your boy Jose Urena at home against the Nationals. He's okay. very whatever. It's not a good matchup. No. In a good matchup, I'd consider it. You have, but no thanks here, right? Correct. Okay. I think the B pick here is Mike Fultonevich going to Philadelphia. And okay. Mike Fultonevich, it's, I just looked, 9.35 in the morning. Uh, at least on the West Coast for me. 
uh, noon 35 in Philly. <laughs> noon? Uh, come on. I don't know what they're doing that for. There's clearly a reason. I don't know what it is. But probably won't fit your DFS stack is your point. So if, if you like that, be careful. I'd like but, to, I'm sorry. Before you get other six, to remind all the listeners that the guy who just said noon 35 went to an Ivy League school. That did happen. This is why I don't tell people that. That, that did happen. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mike fulton though, in Philadelphia, he's been better than Jose Urena, but similarly, like, I like him with a good matchup. His is under four in the air. He gets his strikeouts. Philly's not scary. That's a fine matchup for him, right? Yes, it is. Actually, it's my pick, so... Oh, that's your I, pick. All right. So we don't agree, but it, clearly I think it's fine. The only difference is I think I like Charlie Morton against the Rays a little bit more. It's not as good of a matchup, but... Dill? Yeah. Bad news. Uh-oh. Did he get two owned? Yeah. He He's at 52%. So we were talking about this before the show. I have him written down at 47% because I prepped 24 hours ago on Saturday night. But by the time we're recording, which we've never really had a rule about this, but I suppose that recording time should be the time. Yeah, he is 52% on, so I did like it, but I still recommend it. But yeah, he has gone up. (laughs) I guess that's a vote in my favor that people agree and they're picking him up and prep for the start. I don't know. Yes, yeah, clearly. (laughs) Clearly. uh, People like Charlie Morton, as they should. He gets the strikeouts. His ERA is also under four. He's been plenty good. And the Rays have some thump, but I think that he'll be fine there. So mm-hmm. I'm joining Matt on Mike fulton Sorry. Again, I like it just fine. I like Charlie Morton more, but I would recommend both. Was there any other options here you would even think about? No. <laughs> Mike Clevenger goes to Boston, but he's too owned also. Just, again, scary. just barely. He's in, he's in the Morton zone where it's, I think, just like 53%. Yeah. The wheels have fallen off predictably on James Shields. Not that you are ever very that in anyway. And then no. everybody else is going to be way too owned, you know. So um, Marco Estrada is just barely... Yeah, well, it's, you know why? It's because he's had a terrible season. <laughs> you don't want anything to do with him. Yeah. I would but take him. He's at 53%, but his ERA is 5.4. Like Against against the Tank Sox, I think I'm taking him. It's possible, but Marco Estrada's having issues. All right, so it's it's Mike fulton for us. You know, we'd fine with Charlie Morton if you can afford him or whatever. How about hitters, Matt? Who are you looking at here on Monday? Okay, speaking of Melky, he's my deep pick. Okay. Um, now that he's a royal, yeah. Now that he gets Ubaldo, yeah. Uh, okay, he gets, sure. yeah, gets, gets traded to the Royals. Gets to face Ubaldo in his first day with the team. Yeah, Ubaldo is in fact right-handed, and he has an OPS against lefties over a thousand. Yes, it's been another bad Ubaldo season. Oh so. yeah. Melky Cabrera is fifty-three percent owned, so it's your D pick. You're probably not going to get him and spend that, but you're recommending him anyway. Sure. Correct. Yeah, actually, his ownership percentage is his, the exact, exact same as his uniform number. How about that? Oh, boy. I don't even have a joke for that. But I'm, sure, I'm sure there is one. But either way, Melky against righties so, so far this season, 7-5-1 OPS, not great. But mm-hmm. I, I want him against Ubaldo. I don't really care. Yeah, believe in the Ubaldo matchup more I mean, than Melky himself. He doesn't he he hit for much power. He doesn't have much speed, but he gets hits and he gets points. Yeah. And yep. he, he won't be a zero. So, mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, moving on, my C pick opposite Mike Fultonevich is Nick Pavetta, the righty. Um, he's had, you know, this is our first good look at Nick Pavetta at the major league level this season, and he's had some odd splits. He's been yes fantastic against lefties, 
awful against righties. 14 of 16 home runs coming against righties with OPS over 1,000. Dylan, what does that tell you? Uh, that you want righties against them? Correct. <laughs> I scoured you know, the, the Braves roster looking for a righty who can rake against righties, and I'm going with T-Flow. Uh-huh. You know what, Matt? My C-Pick is exactly the same as your C-Pick. That's, that yeah. makes me happy. At 24%, Tyler Flowers, uh, 7 of 8 home runs versus righties, 8.54 OPS against, and 193 at-bats. I think this is a fantastic matchup for him. Yeah, this is the righty that crushes righties that struggles with righties. Like, you're in good company here. And I don't know what's gotten into Tyler Flowers, but he's been good. Not hitting a ton of homers or anything, but yeah. getting on base, getting decent average. Like, yeah, you can pick Tyler Flowers here. I think I'm so, too. totally fine with that. Yeah. My B pick, also against Ubaldo, uh, Brennan Moss is probably going to sneak in there. Mm-hmm. He's had a rough year, but again, he's, the majority of his power comes against comes against right-handed pitching, and that's kind of where I want him. I'm I'm hoping he he nicks a you know, home run, and he should he should cost absolutely nothing. So yes. So Matt, I don't know if it's just that we've been doing this show together so long, or that it's a nine game slate to pick from. We go to the same place. My B pick is Brandon Moss. Also, that's hysterical. I wrote down how hot Brandon Moss has been in July. Second half's been great. Uh, when I wrote it down Saturday night, two ninety two, three seventy eight, five twenty three in July. Let's. Awesome. That's he's fantastic. been great. Yeah, yeah. Not a ton of homers in July, but you don't care when he's in that well. So, no. yeah. All right. Matt, I <laughs> hopefully we didn't go three for four. Okay. Is is your A pick starting against Matt Kane? No. Okay. Okay. So good. Matt Kane is going to Oakland to face the uh, to face the A's. Yes. You know, he's he's right-handed, but again, you can kind of throw handedness out with him. He's been equally rough against both sides, just about. I'm, I'm going to toss the lefty Matt Joyce in there against him. Sure, um, so yeah. Far, so far this season, Joyce has 13 home runs. How many do you think have come against righties this year, Dylan? Probably all 13. Correct, yes. And he, 764 OPS, you know, is what it is, but I'm, I'm looking for the cheap power, and he's 1% owned. I like him a lot. I had used him before. I looked at him a few times during the week. I didn't pick him this week, but I definitely looked at it. You know, mm-hmm. that's a good, cheap option, hitting righties. When you have a bad righty like Matt King, that's mm-hmm. fine. So my D pick, I wanted to pick against Doug Fister starting for Boston. And Bradley Zimmer hasn't like blown up. He's at 32% owned, but he's been awesome. Pretty decent power, plenty of speed. Like this might be a 20-30 guy. Like he's going to be a good like higher round pick next year, I think. He's been leading off for the Indians like... I don't know. Where do you think he goes next year if he does what he's been doing through the rest of the year? I mean, um, he's only been getting better. Like if he's a if he's a twenty thirty leadoff guy for the Indians, that's a top four round, top five round guy at least. Like you know, next year he probably gets taken around like round ten. Okay, I kind of see him as you know. I mean, Max Kepler was like a you know around you know eight through twelve guy coming into this. But year. Max Kepler is not going to get twenty homers or thirty steals. You know, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm high on Bradley Zimmer, had a big, big uh, prospect pedigree, and he's leading off, and, yeah, it's going to be good. So I like him there. He's 32% on. That's a little bit much for a spreadsheet, but if you can find him affordable in your DFS stack, I'm fine with him against Doug Fister. And then I had Tyler Flowers, like we said, get Nick Pavetta and the Phillies bullpen in Philly. It's going to be fine. Brandon Moss against Ubaldo all day. Should crush right there. My A pick, I did not pick against Matt Kane. I was pretty sure you might have picked against James Shields, who, again, wheels have fallen off. Predictably, he's been bad. And our one percenter on the Blue Jays, who I don't know why he's not playing more, but 
Ezekiel Carrera continues to be just fine for Toronto. He's hitting in July 291, 360, 427, which isn't lighting the world on fire, but certainly good enough if you're hitting 290, getting on base 36% of the time. A little bit of power, a little bit of speed, but that's my 1% pick against a bad pitcher. I think Ezekiel would be fine. But I like Matt Joyce too. Those are both good cheap options there for sure. And then Matt, Tuesday, we got a full slate. And this is gonna be a fun one. I feel like this is gonna be good. I like this day. You probably know where you know you know where I'm going. I mean, I think I know where we might be going. We'll okay. see. Let's cross some names off. Ian okay. Kennedy's eligible. He goes to Baltimore. Don't care. Right? Uh, he's just so mediocre. We've been over this. It's just if he had a fine matchup, you would think about it. But there's not much to like here. No. You know, it would have to be like you know San Diego in San Francisco. San, you know, San Diego, San Francisco on like the last day of the year. Yeah. He he's capable of his okay games, but nothing exciting there. Okay. Our boy Erasmo Ramirez is back in the fold and gets a start. He was traded back to Seattle because they're that desperate for even back of the rotation pitching. And now he's going to face Texas. We love Erasmo. He hasn't been useful in a while. He hasn't been great this year. Hasn't even started much. You don't want him going to Texas. I just wanted to give our props to the eraser. I'm, so. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on this box score, though, for sure. Oh, yeah. I hope he figures it out and does great for Seattle. And I think it's possible, but there's not a great record for it lately. I love Jeff Hoffman, but not in Coors Field, even against the Mets. He's at home, and that home road split is just too gnarly. So I could see him doing okay, but there's too much downside there, right? Agreed. Even though it's the Mets. So there's that little part of me that's like, it's the Mets. He could be fine. And then Ricky Nolasco at home against the Phillies. That's a good matchup, but his ERA is over five for the year. He's somehow less inspiring than Ian Kennedy, right? Yes, I would. Uh, yeah, I, oh, I, it's close. Yeah. It's, it's a really, really boring race. But yeah, equally uninspiring. That's a fine matchup, but you can do better. I had two names left. Are you thinking about Paul Blackburn at home against the Giants at all? No. He <laughs> has a two-two-five ERA. He's made looks like five starts so far. So good. You know, he's been fine, but. There's not a whole lot to like there. Like, no strikeouts. The walks also, but no strikeouts. Yeah, I don't want Paul Blackburn. I don't think he do either. But I could see him getting, like, a really empty, decent start here because the Giants stink. But no thanks. Matt, are we going to pick Yulish Shasin at home against the Twins? Is that what's going on here? I think we have to. I think this is the pick of the day, and I looked at it, and I was excited about it. We've talked about it all year, and we have not actually picked him yet this year. But Alicia Seen is at home, and the farther we get into the year that's happening, the more we have to believe it. But he has a 2.05 ERA at home in 2017, and it's going to be August. <laughs> He's carried it into August. No. And it's Petco. There's a reason for it. He's been pretty decent. It's 11 starts. That's not nothing, you know. Now, the, the only concern here is that the Twins are awfully left-handed. Yeah. And he has, in fact, struggled against lefties this year, but not... You know, the big, I, bad, scary left bats are like... Eddie Rosario, Max, Max uh, Kepler. Max Kepler, oh no! And Joe Maurer, but Joe Maurer could walk a couple times and hit some singles. Like I'm, I'm not like rushing out to get this guy for playing DFS or whatever. There's some like higher upside guys on the day, for sure, oh, you might cool. want to spend. But if you want a cheap guy, Yulisha seen going six innings, one run, five strikeouts sounds very doable to me which is not going to light the world on fire, but I think he could do just fine. So, yeah, we're finally picking Yalisha Sane in his 2.05 ERA at home. 
And yeah, the twins aren't that scary. And it's Petcom. So yeah. Was there anybody else here that stuck out to you at all, or is that pretty well it? That's pretty much it. Looks like Lucas Sims is going to start for the Braves, but he's starting against the Dodgers. So I like Lucas Sims as a prospect. He's interesting. A lot of those Braves arms are good, but against the Dodgers, no way. No way, no way, no way. I mean, so. do we want to talk about Mike Fires? I love Mike Fires. I just can't pick him anymore. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. He's 65% owned because he has more than a strikeout in an inning. Yeah. That's a thumbs up from me. I, I believe in Mike Fires. I think that we allowed a home run last time out in Philly, but the strikeout's there more than one in an inning and just having the backup. I like Mike Fires just fine. It's not a slam dunk, but I would definitely pick him against the race. I think he'll be okay. So, mm-hmm. All right. How about hitters for Tuesday, Matt? My C pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, you know, you mentioned Ricky Nolasco getting the start in Los mm-hmm. Angeles against the Phillies. You know, he he's put up. He's had worse splits against righties this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not quite sure what to do with that, but I am willing to to kind of you know look for a righty capable of hitting a hitting a righty and in, in the Phillies mm-hmm. lineup. And that brings me to my, our guy Aaron Althair. Okay, yeah, Althair's been good lately. Yeah, he's not just mashing on lefties. Is the other important part too, because that's Correct. what he's doing yeah, for a while. Actually, his OPS against right is actually 100 points higher, believe it or not. Yeah, he's a good everyday guy, and Alaska stinks, so I'm fine with that. And yeah. Alfair, he's at 34%. I'm good with it. Yeah, as a C pick, as a yeah. backup pick, sure. Next up, the Nationals are still in Miami against the Marlins. They get a player by the name of, a lefty by the name of Chris O'Grady. Yeah, he's not great. No, he's not. And they just recently acquired a right-handed bat that Dusty Baker is guaranteed to use every day. Sure. That's Howie Kendrick. Yeah. Matt, Howie Kendrick is my B pick for Tuesday. He's also my yeah. B pick. It's 12% on. Sorry, he's my C pick. I mix it up. He's your B pick. He's my C pick. But Correct. I'm right there with you. Yes. And lastly, my A pick. Hold on. One more unlike Howie Kendrick, though. He's been right. mashing lefties all year. Oh, he's yeah. like secretly had like a really good year. I was surprised. <laughs> and it's because he's hit, what, like three homers? He's doing it with like no over-the-fence power. Like he's finding the gaps and stuff, but he just turned into like a... Not turned into. He's been playing as like a real good gap guy. Yeah, he has two homers this year, <laughs> you know? And he had eight all of last year, but has his doubles and whatever. But he's hitting, you know, 345. I had no idea he was doing that well. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of empty average, but he's crushing lefties. He'll be fine. So I like this as like a 50-50 DFS pick, you mm-hmm. know. So we'll get you some points. He's not going to blow up the box score, but very useful pick. Has a good matchup. So. And he also qualifies like all over the diamond. So yeah. so that's why he's my C pick. I don't think he helps my spreadsheet that much just one day like this, but I want to definitely recommend him. So okay. yeah. And now for my A pick, it is my day to pick Ezekiel Carrera versus Mike Palfrey, the big Palfrey. There you go. Yeah. So the same reasons I like him, just picking a different different day. Yeah. Pretty much against yeah against Mike Palfrey, who honestly, yeah. I, if if you if gun to my head, I had to pick a starter between James Shields and Mike Palfrey. Yeah, you're gonna pick James Shields. I think I have to, yeah. Just you know, track record. Remember when Pelfrey was being okay earlier this year? Oh, that month, yeah. Yeah. So was James Shields, though. So uh, I see that. I like his Yuka Carrera just fine. Obviously, hopefully he can get in there. So my C pick is Howie Kendrick, and my B pick is kind of a similar guy in that hitting real well against lefties, but not much power counting stats. But Albert Almora Jr. for the Cubs, when he gets in against a lefty, has been awesome. And he gets Patrick Corbin, and I think he can hit Patrick Corbin because he's, you know, had a lot of trouble with righties. And they'll be at Wrigley Field, so it's boring. He's 1% owned. I don't think he's going to hit a bunch of homers and really blow up your, your box score in a good way, but... 
I think he'll be pretty useful for your rate stats. So that's a fine third outfielder, whatever, for close to the minimum. Mm. My A pick, though, I'm also picking against Ricky Nolasco. We have similar targets. I want a guy who, kind of the opposite of Almora and Kendrick, in that he has fairly bad rate stats, but he actually has power and steals. And it's Freddy Galvis, who's 12% owned, and his on-base percentage stinks, and he doesn't reliably hit for power, but he connects on him and hits him over the fence. And this is a guy with some homers and some speed, and I'm hoping to get one or the other from him, maybe, off of Ricky Nolasco. So I'm going for that a little bit, trying to strike gold on my our, our weird contest where we pick one hitter a day. It's just bananas and really hard to do. So. It really is. I'm going for the power and the speed instead of the rate stat here, but I recommend all three, just very different types of players. So, hmm. Okay, Matt, Wednesday. Similarly, I think there's not many options here and one that's relatively obvious. Really? I'm, I didn't find any obvious options. I just found one that I kind of went with just to go with one. I went with that because I didn't like any of the others, but let's go ahead and cross off, or at least talk about, do you like... Brock Stewart going to Atlanta at all. He has literally a 0.0 ERA for the Dodgers this year in relief. Mm. You know, last time out he allowed five unearned. But other than that, he's been spotless. You know, kind of a guy. They kind of like him. He's It's against Atlanta. who's not that scary. But as we talk about guys getting stretched out or that are, you know, not established, probably not going to go very deep. No. Like, if you got five innings out of him, you'd be real happy. Honestly, so. and that's, and that's my, my top concern. The reason I didn't pick him is because I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to go very deep. And yeah. I also don't think he's going to rack up that many strikeouts. I mean, if he strikes out, you know, five and five innings, I think he consider, mm-hmm. considered a win. But if you wanted to do a DFS stack where you spent real low on a pitcher and he went five innings and got you a cheap win because it's the Braves, and then you stacked all your other hitters, that's a possibility here. So not great for a spreadsheet. Not exciting. but Or you stack Brock Stewart and say Dallas Keuchel. I could see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, something like that. So a cheap option, but not exciting. How about Ariel Miranda going to Texas? No way, because it's away from Safeco, right? I'm not a fan of it, no, sadly. Yeah, he got all those strikeouts last time. He's doing the strikeout thing, but yeah, I don't want him away from Seattle. That also, also Texas, Texas is very, very right-handed. Yeah, they can hit. He has to look out for Adrian Beltre. Among others. The only other name that I like here, and I know you like it too, and I just there's not much to go with, is Brent Suter at home against the Cardinals. He's been fine lately, you know, he's he's been more than decent. Fantastic on Friday night. Yeah, he was fantastic yeah. on Friday night. Yeah, so. so I don't trust him as much as you do by any means, but he hasn't had trouble at Miller Park, and I just don't see anything else I like here on Wednesday be honest nothing under the threshold so okay i'm taking him i'm not that scared of the cardinals i think they're decent but they're not a stay away from me so okay i'm i'm literally like throwing my hands up and saying whatever with this pick mm-hmm. i'm going with trevor williams against cincinnati okay is this just hoping that cincinnati's bad uh, it's also in in his last three starts he's been competent he had the one you know mini blow up in colorado but that's whatever mm-hmm. versus st louis he was fine at san francisco he was fine again this is this is me saying i'm gonna pick the most mediocre guy i, I can possibly pick and i hope he's gonna give me points yeah and hope that the red you know and the reds are trotting out robert stevenson who's been bad so you might Correct. get an ugly win out of it 
you Correct. know, that's definitely know, a possibility. It, it is kind of wind hunting. He doesn't have much of a platoon split, so you know they can't really stack either side against him. He's been slightly better at home than he has on the road with a few more walks at at, at home than on the road. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, he doesn't really give up homers, which you know against a team like Cincinnati is helpful. So yeah, this is me kind of throwing up my hands and saying I don't know what to do here as far as a cheap pick. So I'm going to take the most boring guy I can find. Yeah, but the only other guy that. I kind of like maybe is Antonio Senzatella at home against the Mets because he hasn't been that bad at cores, but it's still cores, and he hasn't been that great this year in general. So my only question is why not Brent Suter then? Are you worried about the Cardinals? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not super confident about it myself, you know, but mm. yeah, that was a thing. I'm going to go there and hope for a little bit of upside, but I don't think you're crazy for Trevor Williams. It's a tough day. Another stupid concern I have there is you're also getting the Brewers bullpen, which hasn't yes. been great. That is the thing. Yeah. What about Luis Perdomo at home against the Twins? That's about as ugly as Trevor Williams, right? If you can't inspire me to pick you in, in, in Petco, you probably can't inspire me to yeah. pick you at all. And Luis Perdomo has not done the Chassin thing. He has a higher ERA at home. Not by much, but he's not taking advantage of Petco. So. No, he's not. It's a tough day on Wednesday. It is. So you might, you know, the recommendation might be to spend. You might want to go get, I mean, Zach Godley has been good. You can do Tanaka at home against the Tigers has, like, the, you know, the favorite one of the day in terms of upside, you know. I don't know. Dallas Keuchel at home against the Rays is probably the other favorite one, too. The, the so. one I, I kind of like is J.A. Happ against the Tank Sox. Yeah, even though he's left-handed, like, they're so who's, tanks by now, it doesn't matter. Who's left? Matt Davidson, right? Oh, Are no. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right, how about hitters for Wednesday, Matt? Who are you thinking? Okay, my D pick again, Melky Cabrera versus Chris Tillman. Okay, yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all. It's Chris Tillman. Go nuts. Same exact thought. You could actually pretty much take him just about any day against Baltimore pitching and be fine with it. Mm-hmm. Except my C pick... Matt Moore is pitching in San Francisco against Oakland, mm-hmm. you know, Bay Series. You know, he's in fact left-handed. I want righties against him. I want Marcus Simeon. Okay, yeah, I like that just fine. I want to talk about Matt Moore a little bit. but Okay, yeah. talk about Matt Moore. So Matt Moore is left-handed and has traditionally struggled with righties, but this year is getting pounded by lefties. And so I was, like, combing through the A's lineup to find a lefty that can hit lefties, and it's none of them. By yes, the way, accurate. None of them. As like maybe I would spend on Yonder Alonso. Maybe that'd be worth it. And like he, as good as he's had a W year, like he hasn't hit lefties at all this year. So if you want to instead believe in the hitter, they can hit lefties. I think that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I don't have a problem with Semyon getting him at all. I mean, he's just been that bad in general. So and Marcus Semyon hasn't done a lot yet, but he has a track record of hitting lefties and. He is stealing bases already. I, I like Marcus Semyon. So I'm saying I like your pick. It wasn't my, my thought process of where I went with it, but I definitely like it. Also, the thing with the Matt, Matt Moore against lefties is it's a super small sample size. Yeah. No, I'm not, I don't think that's suddenly like no, a thing. I think he's just been bad. I just, yeah. I, just think, I, just, I just think it's like an anomaly. I'm not even going to you know, really consider it. I'm, I'm more interested in, in the right-handed side of that, which has like a ton of data mm-hmm. that says he stinks. So, yeah, Marcus Simeon, um, first career, he's hit lefties very well. Not so much this season, but again, tiny sample size. I'm good with it. He's only yep. 25% owned. Yeah, that's not bad for him at all. He's another, he's kind of like a Freddie Galvis guy. Like, better than Freddie Galvis, but we'll get you power and speed for sure. Okay. Next up, my B pick. I'm I'm going back to the wall with Delano DeShields against the lefty. Okay. I want to talk about him, too. I like this. He burned me a bit this past week going 0 for 4 in, yeah. a, in a game in which the, the Rangers scored six runs. It annoys me to no end, but... 
Yeah. I, I like him out there against lefties. I do. He's, you know, 760 OPS against nine of his 19 stolen bases was only two caught stealings. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I still like him against left-handers. I, th- I think there's a player there. So I definitely agree. I like him. I wrote him down. He's also my B pick, but I want to tell you why he's my B pick and not my A pick. Um, it's All not because right. I'm picking uh, Rashai Davis, even though I love Rashai Davis getting the lefty too. But it's because he only stole one base in the month of July. And I'm like, that has to be a decision or something. Either they weren't happy with how Ellie was doing, or he doesn't feel confident, or what. He stole 10 in June. Like, he's capable. But, like, almost all of his stolen bases came in June. And then in July, he's been like, nope, I'm good. You know, and he hasn't been on base a lot, but enough that you'd think he'd steal more than one base, you know. He stole one on July 9th, and it's just not... I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but he has a ton of DNPs, so that kind of leads me to believe there might be like a you know a nagging injury there. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think they also play him. He might sit against righties more and play mostly against lefties. You know, so I definitely trust him to like produce against the lefty, especially behind the lineup, and there be points. But mm-hmm. if I specifically want stolen bases, like if I'm picking him up in my fantasy league. I I would much rather have Rajai Davis because Rajai Davis is running. He's still running, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. But uh, I think the Shields can produce here. He can definitely hit lefties. He'll be in a good spot. I'm just want to see him run some more, dude. Okay. How do you? What happened between June and July that you're like, now nah, I'm good, you yeah. know? But I don't know if it's managerial or what. So uh, I like the pick, but it's just an asterisk of your points from him might not come from running might just be from scoring runs so gotcha i'm into that that was your b pick yeah and my a pick well the white Sox are sending Derek holland out there to yeah play against the, the blue jays yeah. at 20 percent owned i want kevin pilar yeah sure why not he'll be fine 921 ops against lefties this season with three of his 11 homers um he's, mm-hmm. just, he's nicked a couple stolen bases but he's batting 100 points higher against lefties than he is righties this year yeah He'll be fine. He's been a little bit disappointing, Pilar has, mm. but that's why he's only 20% owned. That's why his price is going to be down. So Correct. I'm in on that. Yeah, okay, just fine. So my D pick, similar to Bradley Zimmer, I think Clint Frazier is not quite where he is yet, but similar upside in terms of maybe a little more power and a little less speed, but he's only 25% owned and he could be easily finish the year as a starting outfielder for the Yankees and be having that starting job next year. And so... I like Clint Frazier. He gets Jordan Zimmerman in the Tigers' bullpen. Go nuts. It's Yankee Stadium. He's 25% on. That's a D pick. That's a good backup. Backup. My C pick. I also want a Blue Jay against Derek Holland, but I've got to go check because he just had a huge weekend. But did you see what Steve Pierce did this week? I did not. I believe he had two walk-off Grand Slams in the uh-huh. same week. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. He is still only 5% owned because he's, you know, not been awesome. But he can hit lefties, and he's been good lately. You know, the overall season-long lines don't look good. But, again, we were deep enough in. We should look over the last month or whatever. So I like Steve Pierce getting Derek Holland, getting a lefty, and the White Sox pen. He should get in there. He's clearly hot. I'll be fine. My B pick is the line of the Shields. Like I said, I'm not sure he'll get me the steals, but he gets a lefty, and I think that'll be fine. Ariel Miranda away from Safeco will be good. My A pick, Matt, I'm picking against Chris Tillman, and you're picking a Royal that you like against right-handers, whoever you want. Melky? And for me, it's not Melky. At 4% owned, it's Jorge Bonifacio, who is not lighting the world on fire, which is why he's 4% owned, but 
He's on like a 25-ish homer pace. He's been just fine, not not running. But yeah, I don't know what you want. In 80 games, he has 14 homers. All right, you know, if he might be like one of the quietest 30 homer guys this year. Mm. So maybe only 25, but I will take that against Chris Tillman. Absolutely, you know. So yeah, I, I like what Jorge's doing. He'll be just fine there. And he's a righty, and he's hit righties actually just fine. It's not like he's only beaten up on guys with the advantage. So, yeah. It's it's picking against Chris Tillman for the most part. And then, Matt, Thursday, August 3rd, we got another full slate. This one, I had two guys in here I liked a little bit. Let's start with German Marquez at home against the Mets. Again, all these Rockies guys I kind of like against the Mets, but not enough to do it at Coors, right? Correct. No way at Coors. I don't know that you've ever picked a guy in Coors yet. Um, At least not this year. Maybe in the last couple of years. I think last year we did. Yeah. I think think John John Gray was John Gray was the The one you were willing to trust. Yeah, because he was he was fantastic everywhere last year. He was like breaking baseball. Yeah, he was good. But no German Marquez for you. I would think about it, but not do it. Sal Romano goes to Pittsburgh. You're still not in on Sal Romano at all. He hasn't done a lot yet, but I'm at least thinking about it. He had like no control last time out. Interesting prospect to me, but not rushing out. Similarly, Sean Newcomb is at home against the Dodgers. I like Sean Newcomb. No way against the Dodgers, right? No, no way against the Dodgers. They're too scary. And then I got three more. Trevor Cahill, you said, you know, he lost the only thing interesting about him when he left Petco. Starting for the Royals, he gets the Mariners. His first start was real uninteresting. He didn't do much. He went four innings, five runs. And you're like, oh, great. Okay, real helpful. That was in Boston. But I assume you don't want any part of Trevor Cahill anymore, right? Actually, Trevor Cahill's my pick. Trevor Cahill's your pick? Wow. I, I got two guys I like more than that. But, okay. <laughs> What do you like about Trevor Cahill here? Is it just that Seattle stinks? Seattle's kind of stinky, and it's in Kansas City, so he has that nice big outfield to play with, and those mm-hmm. you know, reasonably rangy outfielders, not Melky. So Brandon Moss. <laughs> Hopefully there, not. If let's, yeah, if, if Brand, okay, if Brandon Moss is playing outfield, I'm, I'm changing my pick. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it's possible he might. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> okay. but So you like Trevor Cahill. He gets his strikeouts, at least. He does, should. Yeah. So yeah. I can see that. Matt, no way Colin McHugh for you. Last time when he went to Detroit, six innings, one run, seven strikeouts, one walk. He's at home against the Rays. The Rays have a little bit of pop, and I'm not nuts about it. But I trust in Colin McHugh a little bit more than you do. I think you do, yeah. Yeah. I would feel so much better if I if it, I wasn't. I, I have him on in a 20 team league that I'm in, and I would get like mm-hmm. weekly updates that he was just getting his brains beat in by minor leaguers. So. Yeah. Yeah. So he has one good start under his belt this year, yes. and we need a little bit more than that. That's fine. Yes. The other name for me, Matt, I brought him up before, and I was kind of like, let's wait and see how he does. Parker Bridwell, last time out, seven and a third, one run, four strikeouts. So he's not getting many strikeouts lately, but he handled Toronto, he handled Boston, he handled the Rays, he handled the Twins, but okay, you know, like, he literally... I'm just looking like in his game log, he is five and one with three no decisions. In the team, only lost one of his games in his last ten. In uh, his last nine, pardon me. Oh, I don't know. Point is, his ERA is two eight three. His WHIP is one one nine, and he gets the Phillies. I'm gonna believe in Parker Bridwell, and there's. I'll be honest, like, it's not scouting his stuff. It's not being a big believer. It's just at some point, if they continue to succeed, you got to kind of go with it. And the matchup's good. It's the Phillies, you know. I'm worried about, who, Aaron Althair, I guess. So, no, he's right-handed. Yeah. Uh, whoever the lefties are in the lineup. Odebell. 
Yeah, who hasn't done much. No, he's done nothing all year. Parker Bidwell doesn't have any bad splits either. You know, he's been a little worse to lefties, but yeah, well, certainly not badly. So no. I'm apparently buying in, putting him on my sheet. I'm taking Parker Bridwell. So that's not a huge recommendation, but if you're feeling lucky, I think that's that's fine too. Mm-hmm. There's also Austin Biebens Dirks. Our buddy is back going to the Twins. You don't want that. No. Chris Smith is going to the Giants. That's a good matchup for him, but you don't want that, you know? I don't know. There's not a lot else going on. Brandon Woodruff is going to start for the Brewers. I kind of like Brandon Woodruff. I think that's his major league is debut. Is he really? That's what the ESPN uh, schedule I see right now is telling me, is that he will start Thursday against the Cardinals. Mm. I like Brandon Woodruff. He's an interesting guy. But uh, I don't want him in his debut against the Cardinals, well, I assume you don't. Honestly, considering his previous debut went so poorly, I can't imagine it, it goes that bad. Do you know what happened the last time he tried to start at the major league level? No, I don't remember this at all. He hurt his hamstring in the uh, in the warm-up and got scratched. Oh, I don't remember that at all. That's no, gnarly. No, he had lost a month of the season to it. Yeah, he's a good pitcher. That's a real prospect, too, so... Um, uh, that's I'll, interesting. That's, that's I'll, a box score to check. I'll roll with Brandon in a day game. Yeah, why not? Yeah, against the Cardinals. I can see that. I, I don't want him in his debut, but I don't think you're nuts. So how about hitters, though? Oh, actually, no. I had one more I want to do. Honorable mention, actually. Okay. I cannot believe this guy, but 51% when I wrote it down. Now 54% getting picked up. Can you believe what Kevin Gosman has done lately? Believe good or believe bad? <laughs> I mean, eight and two-thirds scoreless last time, six scoreless before that, and six innings, one run before that, eight strikeouts each time out. He's on fire is what I'm getting at. He's oh. Something has clicked since he allowed eight runs against the Cubs on the 14th, but three straight real, real dominant starts, and now he's going to be at home against the Tigers. you got to at least think about it. He's that hot. He's He's not eligible for us. He's been so good, we can't pick him, but yeah. Kevin Gosman, like Rajai Davis, maybe figuring it out. I don't know. Mm. But, yeah, uh, I'm paying attention, at least. I'm not rushing out, but I'm paying attention. So okay. okay, now, Matt, hitters for Thursday. Who are you thinking? My C pick. Okay, speaking of the mm-hmm. uh, the Phillies-Angels matchup, mm-hmm. Jared Eikhoff is taking the mound for the Phillies, mm-hmm. and we still want to pick on him with lefties. Yes, absolutely. So at 1% on, Luis Falbuena is my guy. Okay. Now and forever. How we we know there's more in the tank. He has to be able to do more than he's done so far, I think. But maybe facing Jared Eikhoff is the cure that he needs. Let's hope. Yeah, so far this season against righties, Abuena, you know, 10 of 11 home runs, 675 OPS, not great, but it's tied into his crappy, crappy batting average on balls in play. Mm-hmm. He's still doing Luis Felbuena things. He's just, you know, finding gloves a lot more often than he should. So Yeah. He's my C pick. Okay. Mm-hmm. My B pick at 0%, Tyler White is getting Blake Snell. Okay. I looked at that for sure. It's it's righty on lefty in favor of White. There's limited time at the major league level. White has actually been competent against lefties. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure Blake Snell will one day be, you know, a fine pitcher. It's not going to be this week. Yeah. He so. still struggles with righties real bad. He does. Yeah. And then my A pick. At 19%, I'm going to spend my Max Kepler on th- oh, okay. Thursday. I can see that, yeah. He's getting Austin Biebens-Dirks. Yeah. Let's just say like, the result's been better than the splits, I'll say. Mm-hmm. His, his OPS against lefties, you know, well over 800. Max Kepler mashes on righties, awful against lefties. Yeah. He's got to get in there, and I think he's going to do damage against ABD. So, at yeah. 90%, I, I like Max Kepler a lot here. Yeah, and the Rangers bullpens, whatever. So, yeah. yep, I like that for sure. Uh, okay, so for my D pick, I wrote Delano the Shields for the same reasons we went over. He, he hits Alberto Mejia now, 
Okay, another bad lefty. Go nuts. I think he'll be fine there, for sure. My C pick, I want to pick against Chad Cool, because Chad Cool continues to just get murdered by left-handed hitting. I don't know what is going on there, but that's a bad split. He also hates pitching at home in Pittsburgh for some reason. ERA over 6 and 10 starts there. Damn. And OPS over 900 against lefties. So I went left-handed Reds to go there. If you want to spend on Billy Hamilton or Joey Votto, go ahead. I looked at Scooter Jeanette. When I looked, 75% owned Scooter Jeanette. Did you know that? Yes. Just yeah, oh my goodness. And you know what? I look at it, I get it. Is it in 300 with 18 home runs? Like, all right, if you're going to do that, then I suppose so. My cheap left-handed batter on the Reds, once again, I've mentioned him a few times, is Scott Shebler, who has more homers than uh, than good old Scooter Jeanette. But, yeah, he has 23 homers. He's only hitting 230, but I think he sounds like he can run into one against Chad Cool. So I recommend all the left-handed Reds. They'll be fine there. But... The Shubler's the dude I'm writing down. My B pick is the Indians are getting a lefty in Jaime Garcia of New York is coming there to uh, to Cleveland. And our favorite Indian to get a lefty would be Jan Gomes. I haven't picked Jan Gomes this month, and I think he gets in there and does okay. So Jaime Garcia's been better lately for sure, but still doesn't handle righties that well. And I don't know. I think that they'll be fine there. Mm. But... My A pick, the only reason I did not pick Rajai Davis against a lefty on Wednesday is because I won him against a lefty on Thursday. It's Ty Block. It's San Francisco. You know, I, I wish it weren't in San Francisco, but that's fine. I'm not worried about that. He can crush lefties and he can get on base and the Giants bullpen isn't good. So, yeah, I, I want Rajai Davis again. Second time in a week because we're straddling the, the calendar flip. So all about him against a lefty. Should be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that should about do it for us. That's our Monday through Thursday picks. A lot of stuff there. Uh, Matt, you got anything else before we get out of here? I'm just trying to think. Uh, do you, you got any hot trade deadline takes? <sighs> Not really. I think it's funny to see Jaime Garcia traded and then traded again a week later. Like the impressive. twins suddenly like changed their mind. <laughs> like, we're going to go for it. No, we're not. Just kidding. No, no, no we no. don't want to. No, not not especially. Okay, I've I've got something my, my wife does that bothers me. Okay. Whenever we're driving and I have to, you know, like shift, like say I'm shifting into reverse or park mm-hmm. from drive or into drive, she she always does something around the shifter while I'm shifting. And it makes you nervous. I just find it is is odd. Like you pick that exact time to like you know put your hands like where I you know my, my hands as the driver need to be. Yeah. Is this related to Jaime Garcia, or is it just that made you think of that? No, no, it, I was just thinking about it earlier. It happened today, and I'm just like, why are you doing this? Well, you know, it, it, no, she, she had, like, her coffee, like, next to the shifter, and, she, and I'm like, the second I, I, I go to, like, shift into reverse, she's, like, reaching for her coffee. Maybe she's trying to get it out of your way, but it's, I can see where that would be It's not distracting. In my, yeah, though, the, the hands are far more distracting than the coffee could ever be. Yeah, that makes sense. And it happens. it happened, like, three times today, and I was just like, are, are you, like, trying to, like, I don't know. It just struck me as odd that... And and it wasn't the first time I'd noticed it either, so it just struck me as odd. I don't I don't know if anybody can out there can relate to that, or if you can relate to that with your girlfriend, perhaps. I thought this was your shifting gears segue in terms of the twins going into Jaime Garcia go for it mode and then changing away from it. I was like, that's a long way to come around on this, but no, unrelated. No. 
Sorry. No, no completely unrelated. It's the end of the show. That's when we talk about stuff like that, don't we? I'm fine with that. Yeah, it is. It is. We can talk about non-baseball stuff at the end. If you made it this far with us, this is what you get is, is Matt's musings, which I'm fine with also. Mm. All right. Well, Matt is on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS if you want to talk about people that mess with the shifter while you're trying to drive in 140 characters or fewer yeah. somehow. I am on Twitter at HigginsFOS, and yeah, we love to hear from you guys, and let us know if our picks are working out for you, or if you think we're nuts, and yeah, hopefully we're helping. Hopefully we make you think about a guy that you take, and he helps you out, so hmm. yeah, go ahead and tweet at us. We will be back on Friday. There might be trade deadline stuff that happens after we record this that we missed. Sorry yeah. that happens. We're progressing into the future, so <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be back with our post-trade deadline show on oh boy. Yep. We'll break down every move in detail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what? Probably not. No. Probably not. Um, anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you then. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.